Hello, family. Thank you. This is Kirk A. Freeman and cousin Eleanor Roden. Hi, family. Our mission is to lift up the name of Jesus and encourage our families to do the same as well. I do not want any of my family to be lost and not know Christ in the pardon of their sins. So I keep this mental picture of Noah closing the ark's door in my mind. We want you to be certain to know that we believe in the gospel because it is the believer's joyous reminder of Christ's birth, his death, and his resurrection. And it is for our salvation, because Christ paid for our relationship with God to be reconciled. The gospel of Christ shall never be forgotten. Amen, Kirk. I am still reflecting upon my We Are Family prayer line journey. And what I have been experiencing in this nine-month journey with our family I find myself in anticipation and seeking understanding of what God is birthing within us individually and collectively. God is truly growing me, and I pray that is true for us all. I realize that God is truly speaking to us during this pandemic. When I look at my focus and how God is cultivating my desire to seek more of God, more of the Bible, I understand that it is this focus on God that is really working within my spirit, that is driving me with a closer relationship with God. The Holy Spirit is leading me to read the Word, to study the Word, and I am praying more. So we can hear God speaking by going directly to the word. Hallelujah. Amen, Eleanor. If God isn't revealing something to you, then either you're not paying attention or you don't know Christ. Wow, Kirk. That is a statement that makes everyone need to stop, pause, and think about where they are in their relationship with the Lord. I'm also thinking about Psalm 91, and I know this is one of your favorite scriptures, and I want to key in on chapter 91, verses through 7. It reads as follows, He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. (laughs) And I shout hallelujah to these scriptures because it comforts us in these chaotic times. I agree. Family, even last night when I lay down to go to sleep that I began to think about that song that Leandra Johnson sings about Deliver Me. And I just began to keep, I just kept repeating, Lord, deliver me, deliver me, all internal. And I never said one word, but I began to weep and cry. And, and I had this tear flowing just, and my wife never even knew what was going on. She's there, and I'm just weeping to myself within the spirit, deliver me, deliver me, deliver me. Of Things would come up to my mind, deliver me of this, a fear, distraction. Deliver me, whatever would take me away from the realm of Christ. Deliver, not just me, Lord, deliver my, look up my children, my grandchildren, love them. Just deliver us, Lord. I just started pleading and, and pleading and, and praying for deliverance in, in the spirit, an internal prayer just within my mind and in my heart. It was just a connection between my mind and heart. And it was just like a cleansing. And it Hallelujah. Just took me right, took me right on into a perfect sleep. 
Praise God. And you know, that would give you a perfect sleep because when you surrender everything to the Lord, he does give us the peace that surpasseth all understanding. As a matter of fact, this is what Jesus tells us in the scripture of Luke 4:18, which reads, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. He has put his hand on me to preach the good news to poor people. He has put me to heal those with a sad heart. He has sent me to tell those who are being held they can go free. He has sent me to make the blind to see and to free those who are held because of trouble. Hallelujah, family. This is why Jesus came from heaven to earth. I agree. Yeah, Isaiah 26 and 3 says, you will, be, you will be kept in perfect peace and steadfast of mind. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he hath trusted in thee. Trust you in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Hallelujah. That is very true. Praise God, because that's what God is requiring of us today. It's just to trust him. We don't know where to turn. We have the chaos that's involved with the coronavirus. We have the chaos of the elections. I just heard how even though people are casting their votes by mail, that in North Carolina, they are rejecting at the rate of four times as much black mail-in votes as they do for white mail-in votes. We are just living in such a corrupt time. Family, isn't that amazing how the power of controlling uh, earth and, and, and man is more important than being controlled by what thus say the Lord, the, the roles that men will take to control the masses. They will steal and lie and cheat. Not even realizing that, you know, God created them too, and they're going to have to answer for that. They don't even care about answering to God. They still rather lie and cheat and steal to stay in power, to stay in this earthly economic power. Well, you know, that's what sin is, because we've been talking about in the scriptures how people don't have any regard of the Lord. I think this is the, the response that Jesus gives in Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 36. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Before, and I wondered, Lord, why would you come like that where you would take mother against daughter and then take father against son? Where is that all coming from? And when we look at, we can see that, that Christ is called the Prince of Peace and the truth must always be proclaimed in love. There is a sense in which his coming and the proclamation of the gospel will bring division and will do so intentionally. And that's because the faith in Christ separates the believer from the sinner. 
and the world. Awesome. Eleanor, you uh, you could have read a little further too when it says that he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Amen. And you might as well read the next lines, the next verse, <laughs> verse 39. Uh, he that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. So now is truly a time about us repenting, picking up our cross, and following Christ, and not letting the things of this world. Yes, that is so true. Uh, you know, I to not lose our focus, I think. Because we need to keep our eye on the Lord. And I know that through We Are Family Prayer, that's what has been our focus is the fact that we're saved. But because of our salvation, we want others to be saved. And I think that's what makes us continue to persevere, to come together, and to pray for one another. Because we know the seriousness of what we are facing. We understand that God is a loving God and a righteous God. We can look at our earthly relationships. A woman who loves a man that mistreats her or vice versa will only tolerate it if one doesn't know true love that is learned from the true love of God. Once a man or a woman understands God's love and transfers that love into loving yourself, you will not be satisfied with taking carnal love any longer. A woman or a man will become discontent once they know true godly love. Don't be surprised that our righteous Heavenly Father will not settle for any old type of love. For God's love has provided everything to us and rightly so expects everything from us. God's righteousness requires that God be a jealous God. That jealousy was made clear to us by God in Exodus chapter 20 verses 2 through 6. This is the level of seriousness that we need to take in such a time as this. Mm-mm-mm. It's crucial right now. It is so crucial. People are going to think that they've uh, they've been done wrong, but you better pay attention. If God is trying to show us and what is going to happen and, and what we must be prepared for and what and what God has given us to help us prepare for what's coming down the pike. And then and you still overlook it. You know, all you want to do is complain and fuss for real, because I know that this is this is going to help and change your life. And I and I don't want to see your life destroyed. I don't want my life to be destroyed. So that's why I'm taking the time and sharing with you the Word of God. Why are we going through this thing? Because everybody's so casual and think that this is just going to be something that's going to pass. It's going to go over and it's going to be back to business as usual. We will never, ever have a life that we've known for our past once once God allows things to subside through this. It's never going to be the same. Because of a relationship that draws you closer to the Lord. And you, it can't be the same. You cannot look at the same. It's just like the scriptures that we just read. We have an understanding of the Lord through his word. And once you receive that, nothing comes between that. That's why I finally see that 
when he says, think not that I have come to send peace on earth. He's come so that he can make a division of those that are his and those that are not. And if there's a variance against man against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, it's because they don't see Christ in the same way. And that's what makes the importance of seeking God. You can't play this. And we've been playing it. And in the year 2000. 20, it's like, hold up. We're not playing that game. People have been going to church, but don't really even know God because it's a personal relationship that is required. Amen, Eleanor. After reading Matthew 10, 34, and 36, I had some cross-reference scriptures to add, Eleanor, as well as a footnote. Uh, the footnote uh, taken from uh, Matthew 10, 34 is footnote 2, and it, the peace of God, which is followed up by Philippians 4 and 7, which can be read later, but inward peace, the state of soul of that believer who, having entered into the peace with God through faith in Christ, has also committed to God through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving all his anxieties. With backup scriptures from Luke 7 and 50, Philippians 4 and 6, and peace on earth, Luke 2 and 14, Psalms 72, 7, 85 and 10, and Isaiah 9 and 6, Isaiah 9, 67, 11, 1 through 12, the universal prevalency of peace in the earth under the kingdom. Matthew 10 and 34 was Christ's warning that the truth which he was proclaiming would not bring in the kingdom age of peace, but conflict. Also, the book of Micah 7 and 6, which is a cross-reference confirming about Matthew 10, 34 and 36, the enemy of a father's home would be his own family. I, I got a little baffled uh, trying to understand this state and where we are right now. And are we in this state right now upon confusion? Maybe. It, and I was just trying to think that's why certain families or all families are not coming together, not seeing eye to eye concerning Christ, because this is a time and, and spirit, a time in life and a time in what does say, Lord, that we would be in. But uh, I know yet and still God is still on the throne. God is still in control, but we have to work through this time of unrest and unease and unjust and inequality and unpeace. This is where we are right now because man's minds is focused on earthly power versus then the uh, power of Christ. And we were wrestling. We're wrestling with the wrong thing now. So that's why we're we're lost in this earthly, this earthly power instead of realizing what our true fight is against. And what we truly are up against, against the principalities and powers. That is so true. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, our provider and sustainer, we praise you, Lord, for great is your faithfulness. We pray your word over our family. For your word are your promises and your merciful acts of kindness. We pray that you forgive 
all of our sins and that you heal all of our diseases. Thank you for our Savior, Jesus Christ, that saves our lives from the grave and provides us with everlasting life. We thank you, Lord, and praise you for your loving kindness and pity that looks beyond our faults and provides our needs. Let us have a personal relationship with you, Lord. Call our families and friends into this relationship, Lord. As you protect us, With what is yet to come, let the Holy Spirit direct us and bring us together. For you, Lord, know what is right and fair for all who suffer under a bad power. For you, Lord, are full of loving pity and kindness and slow to anger and showing much loving kindness. So help us to seek you, Lord, to choose you over distractions. For your word reminds us. For you will not keep your anger back forever. So help us get closer to you, Lord, to know you and to love you more than anything so that the division of family can be reunited and restored into the body of Christ. Let us be lovers of God, for you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. just want to say thank you, everyone, for joining us. And another We Are Family prayer, we thank you for listening. And we look forward to you next week. So goodbye. Goodbye.